my mother is a Yorta Yorta woman and the Yorta Yorta people from Victoria are a matrilineal line and so all of my feminine line were all song women within it so I grew up naturally having song as an integral part of family life and so I took it for granted that everybody could sing and um, paint and tell stories and all of those things and I was very very fortunate to be born here in Tasmania Twitter to the Tasmanian Aboriginal community and grew up and particularly when I was around five six and seven we had the Aboriginal hostel at the time so there was a lot of mobs all around and every evening um, somebody would have a guitar at the kitchen table and whereabouts was that? That was up at the Glebe oh, wow. at that time and so storytelling and song were foundational into the ways of being for me and it wasn't until I was in my early 20s where I started traveling around and I started to undergo my own breakdown really I was trapped in drugs and alcohol and had really lost my way and I started to go out bush and just naturally sing to country and it was during those times that I found the greatest sense of relief and not particularly by design but through good spirit and um, what I believe is the protection of ancestors and those ones around me that I ended up traveling to places all around the world and was very fortunate to sit with some senior law people and senior traditional healers who started sharing stories and ways of being and practices with me and of course I didn't know that this was going to be important in my life but what those really deeply heartfelt and very generous sharing of knowledges it helped me on my own healing journey and Particularly, it helped me to understand that I matter and that that was a counteraction from the colonial society that I grew up with that was consistently telling me that I don't matter, that who I am is wrong, you come from, you know, I'm four generations out of what they call primitive caveman. And so all of that um, really had a profoundly negative impact upon my self-worth and therefore I turned to drugs and alcohol as a way to numb that feeling and it was through these elders and uh, healers that basically brought me into the context that it's a human birthright to know that we matter and that we are of a spiritual um, essence and that when we know that we matter and find our gifts then we can offer that to the well-being and the harmony of all beings and so coupled with my mother being a painter also I in my mid to late 20s what happened was I started to 
realise that these technologies that we have in Aboriginal and Indigenous traditional societies are healing practices that are based on art, um, what's known as music, um, art, storytelling, all those things that um, are an expression of the self are actually what we had traditionally called healing practices. So we don't see them as separate. They're actually one of the same thing. This is What Are You Looking At? And I'm one of your hosts, Pip Stafford. You've just heard a bit about Ruth Langford. In 2016, Ruth joined the team at CAT, occupying the desk directly opposite me in the office. I wasn't really sure what the project was at that point, only that CAT's director, Michael Edwards, would be working closely with Ruth on Indigenous programming, which would be focused on Tasmanian Aboriginal artists, which is something that had been lacking up to this point. In fact, Tasmania is the only state of Australia that doesn't have an Aboriginal cultural centre. Of course, I was immediately curious about what WAPA, as it is called, is, what shape it would take, and how it would impact CAT, and how to properly pronounce Walantana Linani Palingana. And I think that despite all the wonderful things that have been happening around WAPA, there has been little awareness in the broad arts community about what it is, who's behind it, and that it even exists. So in this episode of What Are You Looking At? we're going direct to the source. This is the first of what will be a series of episodes across the coming year about Walantana Linani Palingana. What Are You Looking At? co-producer Lisa Campbell-Smith interviews Ruth Langford at the Longhouse Macquarie Point. You'll hear a fair bit of background noise in this interview, as the Longhouse is a working space in an urban industrial area. Within that time and within that sort of healing space, did you learn about traditional medicines in that zone as well? So I was lucky to learn about uh, particularly the power of song, ritual, ceremony, dance, body work, um, the intention of dreams, but uh, most profoundly the the healer is not the individual, the person, the healer is country itself. And that we, we are able to access that as a conduit of the healing power that moves through because we are country. We're not separate from the earth, from country. We are. And when we open to that, then there's the potential to be the instrument of healing in its own right. And so the plants are exactly the same. They're instruments of a greater healing power of country that's all interrelated. And it's about having a relationship with that plant. And um, there's some plants that we use, you know, very broadly in in Australian society, like the eucalyptus or the tea tree. Um, It's great to be seeing a couple of other that are rising more naturally. But yeah, there were things that we knew that had a healing power both within the animals or or the plants or going to a particular place or um, bringing into a relationship the healing power of those elemental forces like the water, the cleansing, certainly the smoking um, of the fire, allowing the smoke to be the transformative element and... Yes, yeah, so yeah. the 
yeah, the sharing of knowledge and understanding. Mm. Mm. Um, in looking at some of the writing behind, and I will attempt to pronounce it, the Walantanana Linani Palingana, nearly. Well done. Um, or WAPA for short, there was the idea, um, we're here. Mm. So that came out of our patron and elder, Uncle Jimmy Everett, who's a renowned poet and philosopher. And I always feel very blessed to grow up with Uncle Jimmy. is very core into understanding breaking out of what he terms the global dome of thinking which is really a colonizing construct and so within the the Wellantana Linani Palingana program he really thought it's very important for our historical context here in Lutuwiti in Tasmania for the community to really have a line that established well we are here this community uh, particularly has had the effects of the denial of existence as well as the the paternalism as well as the out blatant racism to deny people's existence or cultural ways of being and so he thought it was really important to actually draw a line in the sand for us to, um, and Tasmanian Aboriginal people to say the Aboriginal community here is very well established and uh, has a voice. And for me, it really enables the next generation to actually let go of needing to respond to that to say that that's actually been established. There's so much more work that we have to do. Yeah, we've done that. We, that, that we can say in the education system, in you know the broader, yes, there's still uh, people who will consistently question Aboriginal people to determine our own identity. You know, Australians don't have that. Mm. Nobody comes up to other Australians and say, you know, define your identity. You know, how much of a percentage are you uh, are you Australian? Mm. You know, Aboriginal people, particularly those of the fairer skin, need to consistently respond to that. In and often, it's a really um, it, it, the the questioning of our identity is very undermining to the self worth. So. Interrogation. It is an interrogation and it's a moving away of critical energies that need to go into healing the planet right now. And so for me it was a really good, okay, let's, let's use this uh, 2022 as a signpost for the next generation to say you no longer have to, have to carry that burden. That's incredible. So the establishment of WAPA and its alignment with 2022, that's a goalpost to, have re to really establish a centre or a, a place and, and an idea at the same time? Is that kind of...? Well, Tasmania is the only state that does not have an Aboriginal arts centre. And 
we see the importance of having a place or a space that enables Aboriginal people to act in a self-determining way that also embraces and shares broader cultural knowledges but really is very clearly seated in the respects and ways of being of the Aboriginal community. And the vision originally was to have a First Nations Festival, Global First Nations Festival in October 2022. And then through that process, establishing mentorships and emboldening and enlivening cultural practices and sharing. And then by 2022, after the festival, the community would have had time to contemplate and design a place or space where that would be, what it would look like, how it would run. But interestingly, as we've gone out and started to talk to community, both the Aboriginal community and the broader um, population in Tasmania, it's very clear that people really want a place and space now. Yeah. You know, it's it's something that... Um, it's partic- a long time away. Yeah. 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 And so, although to have a, a well-established, well-funded cultural arts centre um, may take several years to... Mm to implement, to ensure that it's the community has time to really think very deeply about how, wh- why would we want one and where would we want it and who do we invite in as allies to help create this. So we are just about to go into a business plan design Um, which is at the forefront having a a team of Aboriginal people that will go out into the community, that will talk to the community about both the festival and about their hopes and aspirations for a place space. So the longhouse where we're sitting at the moment for for now this will act as that base camp for for that activity to, to well up and to kind of be created or...? Well, they're two separate things. They're two very distinct yeah. things. The Longhouse is uh, is my business that's yeah. um, with uh, a beautiful man, Ryan um, Strading, who's a architect right. here. And this is about three years in the making yeah. um, where I must admit I'm, I'm an impatient person yeah. when I get an idea. <laughs> right, let's go. Yeah. Um, and we saw that... Uh, Macquarie Point had a Mona master plan and a big part of that was an open park with understanding of a truth and reconciliation art park and my first response was that Aboriginal community members often take time to develop relationships and a key part of that is to to actually have a relationship with the country where we're on. Mm. And so I first of all uh, came down here three years ago and I had a look at this space and at that time there was a big concrete slab and some bitumen that was cleared and there was a big line of kelp goals that were 
um, all roosting, all sitting out along the tarmac, the black tarmac that's to the left of us here. And I asked somebody, can somebody get me a map to tell me what's actually under, what, where are we? Mm. What's, what was originally here? And I was delighted to discover that this is the actual meeting point from the fresh water of Kananyi to the um, salt water of the Timtumuli Minanya Derwent River. And so the place that we're now sitting on is the Longhouse, which is a big creative shed. It's a hub with an edible garden precinct. Really, it sits on this slab of concrete, but underneath this crust of a tarmac and slab is a millennia of the most nutrient-rich, biodiverse, life-giving force that has been for countless and countless and countless and countless and countless of generations before the last hundred or so years. And so it was really important for me to go, okay, I I think it's important that we have a place, Nariniara has a place for us to come and and we were looking for office space and a place for us to establish our training programs out of. And so we thought that we could be one of the vehicles to help support the community to um, fulfill the vision, Uncle Jimmy's vision of having a First Nations festival in 2022. And it's also because this is just a short term five year pop up, the Longhouse is a five year pop up established place. That, that might inform Aboriginal communities and the broader communities. What would it be like? Mm. What, like, wonder. Important. Yeah, yeah. In, instead of, you know, going to, this is exactly what we want. Let's have some time to wonder. Let's yeah. have some time to establish some things and give it a go and see if it worked. And if it doesn't, okay, well, that's fine, you know. Um, and so this is really... It's a, it's a vehicle running alongside as a support to the broader overarching vision of Uncle Jimmy's Wapa. Um, but the other critical thing about the Longhouse is, and Nairnia, we're here for all people. Yeah. Like these programs are run for artists of any background. We do privilege First Nations people. We do give people uh, our community a, a, a place where we can be in the majority rather than minority um, at times. And so this place is really that meeting of the waters, the rich diversity and the nutrients, the cross-pollination of ideas, the um, expression and collaboration and co-creation of things rather than the cultural arts centre, which will specifically be for Tasmanian Aboriginal community. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. And yeah, I just want to thank you so much for all your work in this area and your inclusivity and your generosity. It's amazing. Yeah, thank you. It's totally my pleasure. Thanks. This is What Are You Looking At? And that was Ruth Langford interviewed by Lisa Campbell-Smith.
We'll be covering more of Wollantana Linani Palingana's activities in coming episodes, and we'll be talking with Jim Everett and Cynthia Mansell, among others. What Are You Looking At is a podcast made by Lisa Campbell-Smith and me, Pip Stafford, for Contemporary Art Tasmania. If you liked this episode, you can find the rest of our episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, and at contemporaryarttasmania.org slash podcast. We'd also love it if you rated us on iTunes and told your friends to listen. The mix down for this episode is by Brendan Walls. Contemporary Art Tasmania is based in Hobart, Tasmania, and you can find more about our programs at contemporaryarttasmania.org.